Hi, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Automation Made Simple podcast. Uh, today, I have Milena uh, joining me because we are going to be sharing our findings so far with this big thing happening in the tech industry, which is called uh, ChatGPT and most commonly used as uh, referred to as an AI technology. Uh, and so I'm sure that our listeners have been uh, reading about this. It's been all over the news, but if you're a business owner, you probably don't know how it may affect you in your business, uh, whether that's from a positive perspective or maybe that's from a negative perspective. So we'll be sharing our thoughts around uh, how AI can help you grow your business, but also how AI can also not help you grow your business. <laughs> so I would like to start off first with what is AI? Um, I know that uh, we've been working with a lot of um, different CRMs and, and email marketing automation platforms. And a lot of the time they are referring to a technology, uh, sometimes referring to AI, but also using a terminology called machine learning. Now, machine learning is is kind of the subset of AI, but it's not exactly the same. Uh, let me just define this because what we want to be doing is we want to try um, defining the differences so you can then real uh, you can then see it, how that impacts your business. The the definition, I guess, a simple definition of AI is that it's an intelligent computer that uses AI to think like a human and perform tasks on its own. So you can imagine a computer. Uh, does its own calculations and own decisions and own algorithms in order to give you the answer or give you the result that you need. So this is very different to using um, algorithms, which is what machine learning uh, is known as. So machine learning is really how a computer system develops its own intelligence. So for machine learning to work, you have to have uh, some business rules that you would want to instruct it to do, and then it will start to use its algorithm to uh, calculate those, ru uh, those rules and give you the results. Whereas the AI is more uh, a bit more scarier than that. <laughs> it actually uses a technology that's um, that's called GP, which is why ChatGPT is uh, such a confusing word, isn't it for a for a name, um, but GPT variant stands for uh, Generative Pre-Training Transformer. And that's actually a language model uh, that was developed specifically for generating human-like text in a conversational context. So it is designed to mimic human responses and uh, really give you that conversational type of tone whenever you start asking the computer certain questions. So if you have been reading about chat GPT, then you know that a lot of big companies in the tech industry are jumping up and down. It's a big, big uh, transformation since we've seen, uh, since, I don't know, since e-commerce. So. Yeah, since the dot-com <laughs> boom <laughs> era. That was 20 years ago. Huh? Yeah, oh, not, oh, 20, 30 years ago. Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very exciting time for the tech industry because it is something of a paradigm shift uh, where we don't know where it's going to take us. And a lot of big players uh, are actually taking the advantage. And uh, I was just reading, Milena, in the news that Microsoft, uh, obviously, we know that Microsoft was negotiating to buy 
the the rights to chat GPT, but they're also going to be launching their own uh, Bing version with the uh, open AI, which is where the chat GPT technology is coming from. It's from an open source, open AI. And so they'll be leveraging open AI for Bing search terms. And in the same breath, uh, Google, it is like only a day old information from the recording, and this is in February 2023, just a day before Google announced their own uh, AI uh, solution uh, called BART, B-A-R-D, which I don't know about the brand. Very strange. Like, you know, if I was Google, I'd be going, why don't I just call it Google AI? That sounds more sexy than Bard. <laughs> Google bot. <laughs> <laughs> Google chats. <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, people are coming up and there is also a few uh, different startups coming up in this space to help businesses become more efficient using AI, which Milana and I will share with you today in terms of how you could leverage some of this technology. But yeah, it's a really, really exciting time. It's an uncertain time. I'm both excited and scared in a way. It's going to change the way we work. Um, Definitely. It's going to change the way the businesses work, uh, the employees, I think even the students. (laughs) If you're a student and you have access to ChatGPT, well, it can write essays for you. It can write your homework for you. So it is quite um, scary. It's kind of, it's it's a west, wild west at the moment. Everybody can go in and do something and take advantage of this platform. So there are no uh, set standards or rules or something that people can follow. So it's still a testing platform, if you will. Yeah, it's in a test phase, isn't it? Mm. But it's launched and it looks like, it feels to me that it had to be done very quickly. And, you know, as we know in technology, things move so fast, but I've never never seen things move days, like minutes and days. And there's people um, who was, uh, I saw this on Twitter, BuzzFeed uh, made an announcement that they're going to um, stop recruiting for content writers, you know, drop, reduce their headcount. And as soon as they announced that, and they were going to uh, leverage AI to do a lot of the time-consuming research and, you know, all those things that content writers probably don't enjoy doing, but uh, the, the share price just jumped, like something ridiculous, like 20% in one day. And that was a big signal in the marketplace to go, whoa, as a business owner, um, we really uh, need to start paying attention and we can't be left behind with this and becoming, as we are small businesses, you know, we, we are very agile. We are very easy to change. So we have to accept that there is a change happening. And uh, and so today, Milena and I will share exactly what you can do as a business owner. You know, there's been 100 million users in one month uh, joined ChatGPT. I've never heard of that's that any platform. Something, <laughs> something unprecedented for any even social networks, uh, how long it takes for someone to adopt this new technology. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but I just remember that number, 100 million users in one month is something that's been unprecedented. So everybody is going <laughs> on it. Uh, and it's quite easy to join. Um, my husband and I, we jumped on it yesterday. You go to OpenAI, just Google OpenAI and create an account, quite easy. 
and you will be uh, greeted with a screen that looks like a very basic um, search, platform, search, like a search type of uh, screen and you type in commands or prompts into it. So that that's ChatGPT at the end of the day. You're literally typing as if you're searching for something, but you are telling this machine or computer to do something for you, to give you a result. So the reason why, if I may just talk a bit more about it, uh, the reason why we jumped on the chat GPT yesterday is because my husband had a Microsoft Excel problem he wanted to solve and we couldn't find that. Um, we couldn't find a solution just by Googling online. Wow. So what we did was we were, okay, let's see if we can ask uh, chat GPT. Oh, so basically, if you had this very specific problem, typically what you would do is you would be on Google and then you have to go and sort through all the search results and then read all that information and find which one is actually answering my question. Then if you don't find those answers, then you have to go and search in YouTube. Then you have to search on different platforms uh, and then you could probably be there for half a day. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds so old now, <laughs> like archaic. That's all <laughs> last month. That's all last month. So, yeah, you would have to spend more time, maybe half an hour more or one hour, depends how good you are at doing online research. Um, but ChatGPT can give you results instantly. So the first thing we noticed was we logged in to ask the question about the Microsoft Excel problem. But the first thing we noticed was there was a, a pop-up that says, uh, there is a um, slow uh, serv survey is uh, overwhelmed with users. You know, they expect some delays, you know, in, in responses, because as I've just said, mm -hmm. there's millions and millions of users joining and probably doing the same thing, <laughs> ask ChatGPT to solve problems. Um, so what we did is we just literally asked, as if you're asking somebody, as if you're asking your assistant, can you give me a formula for, Let's. I'll, I'll do a basic one here. Can you give me a formula in Microsoft Excel to add these two cells, C, cell C2 and cell B2, for example? So you don't even have to share the Excel sheet. You don't need to. It, this is very simple. This you don't even put. Don't even put a full stop at the end. You know, <laughs> and just push enter, and then wait a couple of seconds, and it gives you the exact formula that you have to use if you were to add cell C2 and B2. Wow. And we were like, okay, that was a good test. It <laughs> <laughs> was a really good test. Um, obviously, we didn't, we had a more complicated uh, problem to solve. Um, and if you do have a complicated problem, you have to find a way of asking, you have to find the right way of asking ChatGPT to, to, to prompt it so that you get the desired result, you know, mm -hmm. so you get the right result, I should say. Yeah, this is really interesting because I've been re also reading how, um, you know, obviously when you are a student, you, 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 you have exams and you have a list of questions that you have to answer. So those questions are already done for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I've read somewhere that even um, somebody was testing their medical exam, you know, as part of university, a medical exam, this AI tool, ChatGPT passed this medical exam. Based on the the questions that you have in your medical exam, you just type it, plug it into the AI tool, um, and then it spits out the whole <laughs> whole exam done for you in wow. five minutes. <laughs> uh, it's quite scary, as you said, but it's yeah. scary in a good way. So it 
Yeah, we have been using um, some tools in the past and there were, there were some hit and misses, I would mm. say, last year with some AI tools. Uh, but this technology is very different. This is why it's a scary time for a lot of businesses where we need to start thinking about leveraging this because, yeah, we might be left behind if we don't change. Yeah, that's exactly right. When we say scary time is, yeah, let's jump on it, straight yeah, away and learn it. about it, not be scared uh, and run yeah. away from it. I think the uh, the biggest opportunities, I guess, when it comes to this technology for businesses is that I often think it's it's going to save you a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And time is very scarce as a business owner. That time is valuable. Uh, and you often have to either outsource that time to uh, a different person or a different technology. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, you, you just need to be able to um, understand what that time-saving opportunity is. And I think, uh, Milana, do you have some I- examples of a few ways of what companies can do to utilize uh, and and get the benefits using AI? Wow. I think <laughs> my first thought yesterday when I was playing around in ChatGPT was this can be a really good assistant uh, mm-hmm. for you. They can uh, Someone who can do research for you. It's not going to take you long. I mean, you still have to type those prompts or you can yeah. hire somebody to, to do the <laughs> prompts to write a prompt that could be a new opportunity for business owners yes i think you're right uh, research is big and i was just in a webinar with a few uh, business owners who they were asking about you know what they could do uh, to save time and when i started to talk about content and research around content because many of them including myself you know you, you open google docs or word document and you stare at this blank page and what do you want <laughs> where do you start <laughs> Uh, and sometimes you might have an idea and we would, uh, I would advise that you use, uh, chat GPT or any AI tool because there's so many different AI uh, options now for, uh, writing content. Uh, but you start with something of an example with your expertise. You may be familiar with something uh, that you're super familiar, the topic that you know, and it will just spit out some content, which is, I would say 99% close because we have tested this out as well. And it will give it to you in a conversational human-like form. And so this will give you enough to write your own content, but I would probably stay away from copying, cutting, and pasting straight onto your blog or your emails. Because one thing ChatGPT tool doesn't do is that it doesn't know who you are. It doesn't know your business it doesn't know who your customers are and it just doesn't know the problem that the customer has that you're about to solve for them. So if you're using it for that purpose, you would still need to know uh, how to write good copy. (laughs) You have to be a a good copywriter, whether you're a salesperson or whether you're a SEO content writer, you still need to know what is a good copy and what is a bad copy and what will actually convert and what doesn't convert. Uh, so those are the, I guess, more high-level strategic skills that you would need uh, that you could uh, definitely leverage with Chat GPT. But it, it definitely is not designed to replace uh, a full-time, like a full-time copywriter or a full-time content writer. 
Well, not uh, not yet, I think. <laughs> and it's getting good, I think. It's going to learn uh, from all these inputs that it receives, most likely. Yeah, so as I mentioned, as you mentioned as well, is the content. Like, it can help you with brainstorming content for your um, website, for your blogs, for your emails. Yesterday, I was playing around with it, and I uh, used a, um, just to kind of test how good is it at writing content. And, and why they're so excited about it. So I gave it a, a command that it's very simple uh, sentence that says, write me an email that delivers a coupon code for a website that's selling shoes. And that's it. So I just wrote that and I pushed enter. And within a few seconds, it gives me this email about 400 words. And it says, dear valued customer, blah, blah, blah. We are a company that specializes in this. Here is your coupon code. So it gives you a, a coupon code as well. Oh, wow. Uh, it doesn't put like a placeholder. It actually gives you a coupon, <laughs> let's say shoes 20 or something like that. And it uh, talks a little bit about, very generic, talks a bit about your company. So without any further details about what I what our company is, for example, it just gives you very generic information. So obviously you'll have to tweak it. Now, the, the content that is spit out, yes, it sounds human-like, but it's very formal and it didn't sound very casual, conversational. So what I had to do was change my prompt and say, write, uh, write an, informal e- an informal email or casual email that delivers a coupon code for a website selling shoes. And within a few seconds, it says, hey there. Uh, we are excited to have you here. Uh, here's the coupon code that you can use for your first purchase. Don't forget to do this and blah, blah, blah. So it gives you a very, um, it gives you a good template to play with. It gives you a good template to tweak and edit. All you need to do is put your brand in there, put your voice, brand voice, uh, change it. But at least you don't have to start from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at an email, you have to write an email and you have to start from scratch. At least this thing gives you <laughs> something that uh, you know could spark some ideas for you and, and get you writing. Yeah, that, that's a great example because you know obviously we specialize in helping businesses with email marketing, and uh, oftentimes we see what converts and what doesn't, and we would never use "dear," you know. <laughs> uh, and people not normally do that in Western countries, and especially in Australia, you don't use "dear Milena," "dear Yovana." In an email, right? Uh, but, you know, what I was going to say, there are other things that this um, AI tool gave you where we would advise our clients that that's a bad conversion, you know. So the, the coupon code that was shoes 20, that, that's something that we would say, well, it's not a unique uh, coupon and your clients are probably going to be conditioned to expect some really easy to remember type of coupon. So then I feel very special getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say you need a, a crazy looking coupon if you really wanted to get sales happening. So that's something that ChatGPT doesn't know about. <laughs> Not yet. <huh>? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's no hiding, huh? no privacy anymore. <laughs> well, there are other tools uh, that are being developed that could be useful for business owners uh, that, leverage the um, AI technology. You can edit your videos. If you do a lot of videos, it can automatically edit. You can edit background, uh, sorry, background uh, images. So if you don't want to have a certain background on images, you can remove that auto- like with a click of a button. 
Um, yeah, Canva, I think, also does. Canva uh, okay. has Maybe all these tools as well. But let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about the technology that we've been using or we've come across. Uh, oh, no, the, the other thing I was going to ask you, because you also, on your podcast, you have a podcast. It's called English Made Simple, like marketing automation made simple. Yeah. And and um, you you tested the the language. Mm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so we wanted to test just before we jump into other things for, for the business apps. So I want yesterday I wanted to test, can you learn a language with ChatGPT? So can you ask ChatGPT to, let's say, if you wanted to order a cup of coffee in Spanish and you don't speak Spanish, so how would you, can, can GPT help you? And yeah, uh, we typed in, how do you order a um, cup of coffee in Spanish? And it gives you, like within a few seconds again, it uh, gives you the right answer. But also with uh, with follow up uh, paragraphs and describes when to use this, and it's not just uh, just a quick answer you get. You do get a few explanations why you use educational. It. Then I was trying to use a different language, like our where we Serbian. come from, Serbian, Serbian language, uh, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna give you something complex, you know, <laughs> like Serbian language. Not many people who, out there in the world would be able to <laughs> to know this, you know. How do you order a cup of coffee in in Serbian? And within a few seconds, it it actually gave you the right answer. <laughs> I was surprised. So wow, this has so much potential. I mean, don't even have to speak the language; you can travel with this thing. Yeah, I mean, when we traveled, Corey had the app, and he had to type it in in the app, you know, this translator app. Yes. So whatever country we were in, he would type in, "How do you say? Can I order coffee?" But then you get this really grammatically correct type of answer. And then I remember when we were in Spain, I said to you, how do I actually order coffee? Because this thing is telling me this, but I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you told me like the conversational way of doing it was queremos dos cafe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, the prompts you write inside ChatGPT can also give you a wrong answer, like not wrong, but you know, it's not something that's used often by everyday people. So you have to try different prompts. You have to say, can you, in a conversational way, how do you order a cup of coffee? Or what is an informal, casual way to order a cup of coffee in this, like, or with a, with slang, with local mm. slang? Mm. So you still have to, we're still learning how to communicate with ChatGPT, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we now need to rewire ourselves and, and, and uh, think of different prompts and how to write these prompts to get the right result. Yeah, I guess yeah, like you said, it's like a, a real assistant. You have to uh you have to manage this assistant, you have to learn how to communicate to get the best out of them. <laughs> you have to learn how to ask the right questions and not be crazy. Same <laughs> with humans, right? You have to know how to communicate with humans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of languages, I know that uh, a lot of coders, you know, programmers, they are like really excited about this because if you're coding, if you're writing codes in any language and you have to go and, you know, change things if something doesn't work, if, you know, you want to test this code that you've just written, you can just put it into chat GPT and it will give you that it will run the test. It will tell you where it's a, there is a mistake or which syntax you got to change. I mean, wow. that's <laughs> wow. 
That will save. So if, if the developers are using this, uh, you bet you could ask them for some uh, cost savings. They mm. <laughs> <laughs> should pass down the cost savings of their <laughs> hourly rate. <laughs> Never ever charge hourly rates. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is going to kill the hourly rate <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you'll, be tra- yeah, you'll be getting paid in seconds. Um, so other things that we can do really is as business owners, we, we really need to uh, think about, again, our sales process. We could automate a lot of steps. So anything that is uh, repetitive, onboarding clients, writing different um, emails for clients, uh, all of that can also be automated, which we've been doing that for clients using CRMs. Uh, so you can, I guess, automate the text. Uh, and I know somebody who was actually using ChatGPT via Zapier. So you could connect it to a third party to do something. So if you said, if, if this happens, uh, let's say if I check the box uh, and contact form is submitted, send it to ChatGPT via Zapier and Zapier then sends an email. Um, ChatGPT will write the email and then you have to have a Zapier back to your mm-hmm. email to send the email. <laughs> Well, that's how you replace an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you imagine setting setting that up? <laughs> there will be a lot of wows in this episode. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. with ChatGPT. So anywhere where you think you can really get natural sounding human like digital communication, you could count on ChatGPT to help you develop that. Um, so there is a lot of opportunity to successfully leverage. The technology that you um, that currently exists and it's uh, as you can see uh, that's now really really fast growing because we've just covered off all the benefits of chat GPT. There's obviously some things that don't really work with this technology. Uh, can you tell us, uh, Milana, what you found maybe a bit dangerous with this technology? Or I mean, we talked about the language side, but what else do you think we should be wary of? Well, the information it contains is limited. Uh, So there could be some gaps in the information that it gives you. Strained up until 2021 with all the data that it has, that it leverages. I don't know if you can expect an answer for anything recent after 2021. It happened recently that you want to explore. So there are still some limitations to using ChatGPT. I wouldn't rely on it 100%. Uh, it does need a lot of training. So the, I guess the more people use it and use these prompts, GPT, uh, chat GPT will learn <laughs> probably because it's all about machine learning, isn't it? Uh, it's going to learn the type of requests people um, normally ask. And I don't know, maybe I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining it's going to be huge sci-fi style <laughs> with ChatGPT, it can grow into something by oh, yeah. getting all this data. Privacy concern would be one. Uh, yeah, that's you, a big one. Can mm. you? I didn't try entering something about myself. Does it mm. know, you know, if you type your name in there, would it know something about you? Ooh, like uh, a Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, it might get some data from social media. Do you want to type it in now that while um, we're recording? Or you don't have it? No, I haven't logged in, but I don't know if I'm a bit scared to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about myself. <laughs> yeah, so but again, it could be used by criminals. So that could be, I mean, that, that's one of the main, what I would say, uh, risks to this technology is that anybody can use it. A psychopath can. 
can use this technology. So it's not always going to be used for good. So how do you control that? How do you control that it's uh, it's not going to be good. used by criminals? It's not going to be used by someone who steals your identity? Especially when it learns on its own accord. Like it doesn't rely on a developer to uh, provide the algorithm for it to produce the result, which is what Google is really um, doing. So AI is actually learning on its own. So if you have a volume of bad inputs, <laughs> bad evil questions or evil uh, things, then you could probably get really bad answers. <laughs> so yeah, we don't know what the future holds, whether artificial intelligence is <laughs> is going to yeah. stay artificial or <laughs> be intelligent. <laughs> so one of those. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it just reminds me of that. The Westworld, the Westworld the, the, um, series, sure. uh, because the, it starts off as good and then they the AI learns that it's actually closed, in, lives in this closed system and that there is another world outside of this closed system and it starts to think and re- and, and develop consciousness. That's right. And that's it. That, that as soon as it started to develop, it could decide what is right, what is wrong, and make their own decisions around. Well, you know, <laughs> you don't you don't deserve to live because you said this, <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is what happened in the show. <laughs> yeah, that show. Was, yeah, I was, I'm just seeing it happening in life. <laughs> I can see the future. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you with the cyber attacks. You know, th- these um, cyber attacks can be automated as well. You know, they can use all this AI technology to automatically do this, which is usually they all happen because of uh, hackers who are very good developers or they find all these gaps in your codes and they can just automate scripts that can just do all these uh, phishing attacks and things they normally do on a scalable, in a scalable way. (laughs) My other fear of this technology is that uh, we can all end up in kind of the sea of sameness because we are all accessing the same data that it produces. So it kind of kills the innovation for us. We are humans. We want to create. We still want to be in charge to innovate and create Mm -hmm. because it's a fun thing to do. And if this thing takes over, uh, what do we have? Uh, Everyone else will look the same like twins, huh? Is that what they call digital (laughs) twins? (laughs) Uh, if it spits out the same content for everybody and then you've got people who are a bit you know they maybe they don't want to change the content they think this is it this is perfect chat gpt knows better than me i'll just use this content and then you start seeing the same content everywhere on the website that could be one of the big issues and i think google is cracking down on this i think the internet all these developers are going to crack down on on people using artificial intelligence to let's say build content sites uh write uh, blog posts. It still has to sound authentic. It still has to sound like it's coming from a human. You have to show that you not only talk about this particular topic on your post, but you will probably have to do some YouTube videos, talk about that specific topic to show that you are expert on this topic. So Mm -hmm. that is one of the things that Google can do to check if you are an AI, if you're a bot Mm -hmm. or a real human who knows this topic inside out. Yeah, that's a good point. So it really enhances the uh, video 
capability. Like video is becoming very big. We, we find that in social media because people respond online to videos. They watch videos. There's always great. And also the Instagram and others, uh, the social media platforms, they reward video makers. So I can see that being like your personal brand that you have to build in order to stand out. And it is something is unique, something different about you that no one can copy you. That's that's what we've been always saying to clients is that your brand is you and no one can really copy who you are. Uh, people buy from people they like and trust, yeah. not from an AI tool. They say that the fortune is in the face, so you should show your face everywhere. That's a good one. So chat GPT isn't really the only one with all the superpowers. Uh, we did find about 14 other apps that we want to share with you that could uh, save you time on especially the boring tasks. I mean, there are tasks where you and I, we just don't enjoy doing them. You can hire a, a, a VA to, to help you do that, but VA is probably going to get bored doing the same thing over and over again. Writing transcriptions, for example, or minutes of your meeting. So yes. that's something we are looking at. We are using right now, are we, yeah. uh, this AI with Zoom? What's it called? I forgot. Fathom. And that only works with Zoom. It's a free AI tool, uh, does the video recording, does the subtitles, highlights the important bits. It also tells you who is the speaker by your name. So it re recognizes the voice and it says, yeah, Milena is speaking. It, it can also summarize the content for you. Uh, you can integrate it with HubSpot CRM. And so it has all these notes, the summar summary of this conversation imported into your sales CRM. Wow. It can be sent to your uh, other rep sales reps and team. So, <laughs> so that's a really good, and I think they're raising um, funds at the moment. So good investment if you're looking to invest. Um, so there's other ones like we looked at murf.ai, M-U-R-F.ai. And I'm going I'm to include this on our uh, blog post so you guys can check it out. It's going to be in the show notes. But Murph is uh, AI enabled and it has real people's voices. So you can go from text to speech with a versatile AI voice generator. I was thinking, Milena, before we recorded this, I thought maybe we could try, uh, you know, writing this out and having this uh, Murph AI actually talk about it. So you can record podcasts using the AI voice uh, yeah. videos, using AI voice. Um, it's not going to have our accents. No. <laughs> it's going to be completely different. Uh, we can do another episode that's done all in AI voice. I think it's designed to be more like the production, professional production studio quality. Maybe for training videos. Yes. Yeah. For training professional, maybe for your website, professional, but yeah, I don't think no one can copy us. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, the other one is stock images. So it can actually do, um, it's like free, it's called stock AI. And stock images are very, it's always fun to look for and search for images, isn't it? I mean, it, if you're shortened, because searching for images could take you long to find the mm -hmm. right image. But some tools like AI tools, I don't have the right, the one off top of my head, but you can actually type a prompt to say, uh, I need an image that looks like this, has these colors, uh, let's say uh, image of a city that's in color blue. Well, if you type that, you can get the image uh, shown to you in a couple of seconds. Uh, so you don't have to go and search for the right stock image to, let's say, serve your purpose to 
put on your social media or post. So that's exciting, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know how creative uh, AI uh, is. I mean, you still need, it's still nice to receive a painting from someone who painted, uh, who took that time to paint or create a photograph. Yeah, um, I haven't. Yeah. I, we haven't played too much with the, the images. So, what about this one? Sembly, S E M B for Berry, L Y dot A I, the smartest AI team assistant. You use this one? Yeah, I used it because I needed transcripts uh, after doing an interview, and I just couldn't find the right one. And this. Um, assembly just popped up in google feed once uh and i was quite surprised uh so i did an interview on zoom and i exported the audio and i upload the audio into assembly.ai and it gives me you uh, interviewer a uh, or person a person b so it splits who talks and uh, similar to fathom i think particular one it can also take meeting notes so you can use assembly with zoom or other even google meet so you can use it with other tools as well to um, attend your meetings and take notes for you. <laughs> so I did use it. It's quite an easy, user-friendly tool. I would recommend it um, for business owners. So it's like uh, retrospectively, you, you've had the meeting, you've recorded it. Now you can get meeting minutes um, developed without having... Because sometimes using Fathom can really impact your connection, internet connection. So I didn't hear of Fathom before my <laughs> interview <laughs> I used Zoom. So that was interesting. Yeah, just using any audio you can upload and get mm. get it transcribed in seconds. Oh, and there is this one that I thought was really cool. Poised, P-O-I-S-E-D. And Poised is the AI-powered communication coach that helps you speak with confidence and clarity. So, yeah, this is really cool because, you know, so many businesses, uh, so many employees obviously uh, struggle to present or communicate different ideas in their organization. And you need a communication coach and it guides you. Um, I saw the video when I was on the website. I haven't used it, but it guides you to say this, say this, you know, succinctly or use these words uh, then it watches you as you are recording yourself on, on video and it gives you pointers around what you should be doing on the video to convey your message, like little wow. prompts. <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't used it. I heard of it as well, um, but I'll definitely try this out. The other one, uh, which is interesting, which we played around with this, Milana, together, Mint, H-U-E-M-I-N-T, Mint uses machine learning to generate colors for graphic design. If you are studying, uh, if you're maybe a graphic designer, you may be looking for ideas and inspiration or your business owner looking for some color ideas for your brand, uh, this tool does everything in terms of giving it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> you get your whole brand identity. Yeah, the whole brand identity, how this particular these particular colors or logo will look on a product, how the packaging will look, how the website will look with these colors. It gives you everything in one on one screen and you can go, mm, maybe this color is not good. I'll just change this. Let's say you've got three colors. I'll change one color. It automatically updates all of your um, assets. Yeah, uh, packaging also. So that was pretty exciting. I thought not bad for somebody who wants to uh, maybe practice branding and 
yeah, rebranding. I was actually thinking about how do we, how does our logo look on a t-shirt? I thought I had 14 here, but I don't. We have five. There's many more. There's other content tools that we can probably. Oh, that's right. There's Jasper. Yeah. The, what about the, our SEO guys? They use Surfer SEO. Oh, for SEO, that's right. Yeah, that's a good one because if you if you have written, hopefully you've written your own blog post <laughs> and you want to upload that and you want to see how it ranks on your keywords for Google, hopefully this is still current by the time I publish this episode. <laughs> <laughs> then Surfer AI has built-in mechanism to tell you what you need to improve, how many uh, words or text you're missing, It can also generate a paragraph for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can tell you which type of keywords you should focus on, etc. Like a really clever tool. Yeah, I've just found a few more if we want to. (laughs) It's uh, called Magic Blog AI. It can write blogs for you. So again, it's this content AI idea. There is Chatsonic. There's one uh, called for making decisions, to help you make decisions. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Hebia, which is H-E-B-B-I-A, AI. So Hebia AI helps mm-hmm. you make decisions. And another one that people compare to ChatGPT, and um, it's very simple to use. It's called perplexity underscore AI. So if you just Google perplexity, uh, which um, it should be quick first thing to come up, it's used as a search and it's used as Google search, I would say. But when you type a question, you can ask it a question. It's I would I see it as used as a frequently asked type of question answer situation. Uh, it gives you sources where it collects the information. So it summarizes the answer for you, but then it also gives you sources which websites are producing these these um, that, uh, answers. Oh, that's really cool. Mm. That's relevant, huh? Referencing information. Exactly. Oh, it's great for referencing all your content then. Transform your voice. Oh, this is something that I recently, <laughs> I think I did uh, try uh, I read about this one, actually. It's called Altered AI. And in real time, it can, while you record, it can change the sound, change your voice. So I could be talking now if I have Altered AI I could, uh, let's say I select, I want to sound like a robot or like an, uh, someone who announces <laughs> at a bus stop or trains, you know, some an announcement. I can change my voice basically while I'm talking. It can just in real time change it and I could wow. sound like that. And you wouldn't even know that it's, uh, that I'm, that I'm not the same, no, that I'm the same person. Oh my God, I got tongue tied because I'm trying to figure out how it works <laughs> at the same time. Uh, yeah, so you wouldn't know if that this is the same person. So Yavana could be listening to me and I could sound like a guy. <laughs> wow. and, and you wouldn't know it's actually me talking. It's a very scary thing, isn't it? That's Where? why, yeah, that's why anybody can use it. And, and, you know, we should be able to control who's using it. There's so many, uh, obviously, so many things to consider around AI and you, know, you want to use it for good. Yeah, there's so many biases as well. And I, I jump on Twitter now and then, as you know, Milena. <laughs> and uh, there are some people talking about this built-in bias that exists. And it's coming especially from the US because um, it's quite polarized there with politics and etc. But yeah, somebody was saying, asking the chat GPT to write a poem 
about Trump. <laughs> and then this chat, chat GPT goes, oh, I ha only have limited information and I cannot produce this content because of my limited information database, whatever. Then it said, then it asked, um, can you write a poem about Biden? And then it wrote an amazing poem, <laughs> like mm. funny poem. I'm like thinking, why would you go to the trouble of censoring that type of content? Why not even have fun with it? So there is some kind of built-in bias around this, and uh, but it sounds like there's so many things that this tool we need to be mindful of, I guess. It has limitations. You, we should be able to use uh, ChatGPT to our advantage, advantage. We shouldn't use it. We shouldn't let it use us, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day. We should be the ones controlling and using ChatGPT. Like, yeah, like in Westworld when they gave AI guns. <laughs> to shoot people. <laughs> they train them how to use guns. So, of course, what happened then? <laughs> what happened next? Machine learning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Milena. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, this is a crazy time to be alive and exciting time to be alive. So we are witnessing something that hasn't happened in the technology world in such a long time. And we're excited to be part of that. Um, and I hope that we could share more information as it develops, as it evolves as we learn, as the tool learns how to use itself, we'll, we'll uh, learn as we go. And we'll know if it's artificial or <laughs> intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I was a, a university student, uh, I probably wouldn't use that because I actually genuinely want to learn and understand why sure. the root cause of things happen. So the critical thinking is really important isn't now more than ever to be able to critically assess what's happening around you but if I was in a high school student I was a high school student and I feel lazy especially as a teenager <laughs> as you often would and you have to like either play outside or go and see your friends or sit inside your home and do your homework what are you going to do I would go on <laughs> chat GPT <laughs> and work and to get my AI to do the homework. We're not giving any bad ideas out there to people. No. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Milena. I hope our listeners, I think they have received so much information just yeah. on this podcast, on yeah, this episode. Yeah. And there is a lot more <laughs> on this. Uh, I'm sure in the future we'll do more episodes on AI. And it will be out of date probably by the time we publish this, but that's okay. <laughs> we are real humans. We are still here. <laughs> Thanks. Bye.